0: There was a time when I was away from the church, and I came back to the church in college, and I had a plan that I would become a nuclear engineer, get married, and have a family. As you can see, things turned out a little differently. But my plan included being a good Catholic, because I thought if I did what God wanted me to do, then he'll give me what I want. And so I was practicing the faith, going to Mass twice a week, going to confession regularly, I was doing what I believed to the best of my ability, what God wanted me to do. And I wanted him to reveal to me what my vocation is, what my calling in life is. But really, I wanted him to tell me what I already wanted. I wanted him to tell me to get married and have a family. And so, as I would pray to God, as I would spend time with him, trying to be that good Catholic to be rewarded by him, he would start giving me hints that he had a different plan for me. He would give me clues that he was calling me to the priesthood instead. And some of these hints included images of the celebration of the sacraments. I remember one particular image where I was blessing my own father, and I could only really do that as a priest. And so in these images that I was receiving in prayer, God was giving me hints of this call to the sacred priesthood. I would also get inspired thoughts of how great it would be not only to participate in these sacraments, but also to preside over them as his sacred minister, to be this instrument of his mercy and grace. And along with these thoughts and along with these images, there would be certain movements of the heart, such as excitement and anticipation, consolation and desire for these possibilities that God was revealing And so I would go to the Lord, and I would ask him to tell me a little more clearly, a little more explicitly, a little more bluntly, what it is he wanted me to do with my life. And I would say, Lord, just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. Again, hoping he would say, get married and have a family, because that's what I wanted. But instead, he would send a priest to me who would say, have you ever thought about the priesthood? And I'd be like, no, that's weird. Uh, No, thank you, not interested. And I would be dismissive of it. But at the same time, since he was opening my heart up to the possibility, I was also starting to keep count. And that happened to me at least eight times where a priest would ask me that question. One of them was kind of awkward. It was in the middle of confession. So I'm saying all of my sins. And then he says, oh, just um, the Holy Spirit wants me to, to ask you, have you ever thought about the priesthood? And I was like, what, come on. This is the middle of confession. I just told you all these terrible things that I did. And this is how you respond? But in a way, it shows God's awesome mercy and love, that he would reveal to me what my vocation is, as I was revealing to him how sorry I was for all of the terrible things I had done. That God is revealing his love and mercy even in the midst of that. And so he was showing me my call to the priesthood, and eventually he won me over, but it was kind of It kind of took a while, about eight years, from when he first started showing me in college in Rala as I was studying nuclear engineering to when I finally quit my job as a nuclear engineer and actually entered seminary. And even then, I needed further healing, further convincing in seminary, but it didn't take very long before I realized, hey, this is awesome, why didn't I do this sooner? And the answer to that is because I didn't trust the Lord enough. And I was too self-willed. I was too committed to what I wanted that I didn't recognize what he was showing me, how how I could truly be happy following him, what my particular vocation was. Vocation is a word that we use a lot in the church. It means a calling, a calling from God to a particular way of life, as well as an eternal destination. And so God was calling me to the state in life of the sacred priesthood, to be his servant and to follow him in this way. But the most common way in which, or state of life, in which God has people enter into is marriage. And we hear about that in our gospel passage, where there are individuals who are trying to uh, trick Jesus into confessing or declaring that the resurrection was false. And they use marriage as an example. They come up with this hypothetical scenario where it would make the resurrection look ridiculous by this woman who married seven brothers whose wife will she be at the resurrection? But Jesus makes something very clear, that in heaven there is no marriage. There isn't any marriage because of what marriage is. Here on earth, those of us who are married with the sacrament of marriage, husband and wife represent Christ and his bride, the church. And this is a sign that actually brings to reality this connection and union. As husband and wife love each other well, They are uniting Christ and his church even more so. They are a means of grace for themselves, for each other, for their families, but also for the entire church. And Jesus is telling us that we no longer need that sign, that representation, that instrument of grace when we are in heaven because we will have the reality. God will be united with the church. We as human beings, all of humanity, those who live according to his laws and love him as they ought, will be united with him forever in heaven. And so we don't need that pointer, that sacrament, towards what heaven is going to give us when we have the reality of that union with God in its fullness. And so Jesus is saying that in heaven we don't need that sign of that union anymore. We will have the real union in its completion in heaven. Whereas here on earth, it's only partially and through signs such as a spouse that we can recognize God being united with his church. But there's another way that we can point to heaven. And that is the way that I and others who have become celibates, who have decided to let go of this good gift that is marriage, in order to point to heaven in a unique way. Since there is no marriage in heaven, those who are celibate are pointing to what happens in heaven by their very lives, even here on earth. So whether it's a priest or a monk or a brother or a nun or a sister or a consecrated virgin, by their very lives, they're showing the rest of the world that there's more than what we see here on earth, that in heaven, there's union with God, And so in these special ways, these kinds of vocations, in their own way, are pointing us to heaven in that union with God in heaven. And that's what we're all called to be, is united with God in heaven. That's the universal call to holiness, or a vocation that every human being has. We are all called to become saints, and only saints are in heaven. What do I mean by that? I mean, only those who are in love with the Lord in the right ways, united to him as they ought to be, can be with him in heaven. That we either become saints or we miss out on that union with God in heaven. But if we die in friendship with heaven and we're not yet perfected here on earth, God in his mercy also offers us a second chance in a way, and that is taking a detour that is purgatory. And so if we die and we're not yet made perfect in that love for God that we ought to have, if we still have attachments to the things of this world that slow us down from getting to be with God in heaven, we can be purged or cleansed of that in purgatory and be the perfect people we are called to be in heaven. And so when someone passes from this life, when friends or family members die, we pray on their behalf so that through our intercession, they can be granted the graces necessary to finish that process of being cleansed. In fact, this month, the month of November, is a special month of the year where we remember the dead, we remember the deceased, not only to uh, keep in mind the people that we loved, but also to pray on their behalf, so that if they have not yet finished that journey to heaven, that through our intercession, they can do that. In fact, a number of people have already handed in or given to our parish different pictures of their loved ones, which we have in place in the seasonal shrine near the image of the divine mercy. Uh, These images of people who have passed from this life and hopefully are with God in heaven, but if not yet, that through our prayers they soon will be. At this mass in particular, we are remembering all those who have passed uh, this last year And we have a candle representing each person um, whom we are remembering who has passed this year with the candle and the person's name, praying on their behalf at this Mass that they can be with God forever in heaven, that they can complete that journey if they haven't yet done so. And if they are already in heaven and we're praying on their behalf, it doesn't cause any harm, but rather uh, God will take those graces and apply it to someone who may need it. And so it's good for us, especially in this month of November, to remember those who have passed from this life, that they may enter into eternal life if they haven't already. Because we are all called to holiness. We are all called to become saints, to follow the Lord. And that call to holiness can be a vocation in a vocation, in a particular way, whether it be marriage or priesthood or religious life. God calls us to become saints to live according to his commandments, to be in relationship with him through regular prayer and the sacraments, to be in union with him, to know him, and to experience his love for us. Because in heaven, we don't have the signs or symbols anymore that we have here on earth, such as marriage, but we have the reality, the wedding feast of the Lamb of God, who is Jesus Christ, where he is married to his bride, the church. We, who are all members of the church, are part of that bride of Christ. And we have that taste of heaven through the sacramental sign here on earth that is the celebration of the mass. That wedding feast that we hear about in the book of Revelations is being presented to us here and now in this celebration, where heaven and earth meet, where we celebrate the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, made out of love for all of us so that we may be with him for all eternity. So let us take a moment now to remember those who have passed from this life to pray for greater clarity for the ways in which God is calling us to pursue the life of holiness as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.